Today on Locked On A's, we are talking about Tony Kemp potentially having already played his last game as an Oakland Athletic due to some recent signings, so we're going to talk about that. And then we're talking about the Rule 5 draft, uh, because I like it, one. And two, uh, you should also like it. So we're going to go over some guys that need to be protected to stay with the A's organization, potentially. Uh, we're going to get into all that. And then finally, we're talking about the stupid World Series, because the stupid Astros are doing stupid things, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to be very angry, and I'm going to need your help. So make sure to listen to the last segment as well. But let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 486 of the Lockdown A's podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about Tony Kemp maybe hitting the free agent market, maybe being a trade guy. I don't know. We're going to talk about uh, why I think that he may have already played his last game with the A's. And then we're talking about the Rule 5 draft, which... It's a lot of fun. If you don't know what I'm talking, what I mean by Rule 5 Draft, hoo boy, we're going to have a great time. And then in the final segment, uh, I'm going to need some Astros burns for you guys because it's not looking good in the World Series right now. They currently lead the Philadelphia Phillies three games to two, and we're going to need some retorts. What are your best retorts? I want to know. I'm going to ask you that later, but also uh, I asked you now. So there's that. Uh, also, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Uh, and also, just uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you could give Inside the A's a, a shout out or a follow on both Facebook and on Twitter. And, uh, you know, lastly, thanks for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where this video is currently playing for you if you're watching on YouTube. So that's how that's how that works. But let's talk about Tony Kemp and why I think that he he may be gone. Um, some some of the some of the beat writers, some of the people that you know talk about the A's for a living, uh, they have they have mentioned that he's the most likely non-tender candidate for the Oakland A's. And non-tender is basically they're arbitration eligible, and the A's don't want to pay them the amount of money that they're probably going to be getting. So they're just like, here you're a free agent now, so go be free. And uh, that that is that is the non-tender for you guys in a, in a nutshell at least. And uh, he's going to be he's projected to make three point nine million dollars through arbitration in his final year with the team. And so he's already kind of on the cusp, and it seems as though with the the two moves that the A's have made uh, basically all offseason, uh, it, it feels as though his time is, is in fact numbered with the Oakland A's. It could be by the end in just a couple of weeks. But uh, Tyler Wade, I, I mentioned this before, Tyler Wade, uh, he, he plays second base. That's that's his best defensive position, and so it would kind of make sense for him to be in the running for a second base spot. And then yesterday they also picked up Yanni Hernandez from the Diamondbacks off of waivers, and his best position is also second base. Um, both of these guys actually do play, I, I believe, uh, second, short, and third. So maybe, just maybe, they're like, yeah, they're they're going to be the third base guy 
they're, they're third base option, and that could mean that Vimy Machine instead could be uh, on his way out the door. But it'd be mean because he just uh, he ended the season on the paternity list. Please don't do that because he's still good and he's not costing money. So that's why everybody points to Tony Kemp there because. Uh, they has got some interesting outfielders. They've, they've got Connor Capel and Cal Stevenson, and obviously they have uh, you know Christian Pache and Seth Brown, and currently Ramon Laureano. Uh, and I, I'm missing one, but I liked him as well. Uh, Cody Thomas is another one. Um, they, they've got some guys, and they are all roughly big league ready, or at least they they need some run. And so if you're going to be giving those guys, if you need four or five outfielders of those types in the big leagues. Maybe probably four. Um, then that would probably push Tony Kemp over to second base, which would mean the two additions that the A's have made in Tyler Wade and Yanni Hernandez, with also having Jordan Diaz, who might be a second baseman, uh, having him around. It, it really doesn't seem as though he's going to have a, a home unless he's going to be the everyday left fielder, which is not necessarily how you utilize him. Um, so it, it seems as though the... The Tony Kemp era in Oakland is coming to a close, and that kind of stinks. I, I hope that I'm wrong, but it it seems as though the writing is on the wall. Um, and also, the, the two guys that the A's brought in, they're interesting. I mean, Tyler Wade is, he's a lefty. That's one. Uh, he hasn't had a good season, necessarily. He had one good season, but he had like 150 plate appearances, so small sample size. Um, he's good defensively, so that's that's solid. Um, but he can hit the ball to all fields, and I think that that might be something that we see the A's and maybe other teams as well uh, do a little bit more this offseason is go and get guys that have some skills, but they can make contact, which is something that we've already been seeing them do, uh, but also contact to all fields. And that's also something that Yanni Hernandez, I believe, does. Um, he makes contact, at least, um, because the shift is going to be coming into play in 2023. And so if you can hit it to all fields, you can't really be played. I mean, there's no shift per se, but if you're hitting it to all fields, they got to play you mostly straight up and you might be able to find some more some more holes that way. So, hey, we'll see. They might not be able to cheat as easily as they did before. We'll see what happens here. But that that's my, my rudimentary logic on what's going on with these two signings. Also, they're just like a couple of guys that make really good contact. Uh, Yanni Hernandez walks over 10% of the time in his minor league career. Minor league career. Uh, also, he, he had a good walk rate in the big leagues as well. And uh, he hasn't struck out more than 20% at any stop uh, ever, I including when he was hitting 083 in the big leagues uh, last season in 12 games. Uh, he still did not strike out 20% of the time, which means he's got good bat to ball. He just doesn't hit the ball hard. He doesn't have quality of contact. He has good contact, but he's not hitting it hard. He's hitting it like six miles per hour below league average. So that's something that you definitely want to work on. Maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe it's a swing path thing, but maybe they see something that they think that they might be able to fix or address and give him a better shot at being a productive big leaguer than the Diamondbacks were. So I'm intrigued by the Yanni Hernandez signing, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm very intrigued. But uh, Tyler Wade, he's been with the Angels. He's been with the Yankees. He, he's had a couple of, I mean, mostly the Yankees is who I'm referring to here. He's had some guys telling him, you know, how to do things uh, with, you know, money behind it. And uh, I, I don't know that the A's are going to be able to really address any of his uh, shortcomings thus far. But they might be able to give him some more run, which is something that uh, neither the Angels nor the Yankees were able to do. They might be able to give him playing time. And that might be all that he needs. So maybe that's what's going on with Tyler Wade. But I'm intrigued by both guys. I'm not saying that uh, either of them is necessarily guaranteed a spot on the opening day roster. But... 
This is also, the, the World Series isn't even over yet. Free agency has not begun. Uh, we have not seen any non-tenders uh, because you can't. Um, so I think that it might be the, the, the first couple of steps towards getting rid of some of the, the guys on the roster and Tony Kemp being one of those guys. Uh, they also uh, announced some other moves. Uh, they outrighted uh, who, Colin Wiles, Nate Mondu, uh, Austin Pruitt, Norhe Ruiz, uh, I'm missing one. I, I, I'm so sorry for the one guy that I'm missing. Uh, to the guy, not because I don't remember, but because it seems like I forgot a person, and I feel bad for that. Um, but they, they outrighted some guys, and so their uh, 40-man roster is currently at 40 men, which is the max. <laughs> but also, um, they they also still have Stephen Vogt, who's going to be retiring uh, at you know at the conclusion of the actual season, uh, the, the World Series season, and then uh, Chad Pender is going to be hitting the free agent market as well. So they're forty man's actually at thirty eight. So they got two spots, uh, it, and that includes all of the guys on the sixty day uh, IL. That includes everything. I counted it one by one on the roster page. So uh, trust me. Uh, so that is that's the the A's have some roster flexibility a little bit, I guess. Um, so that means that we got to talk about the Rule Five draft, which is coming up in about a month. So, who's Rule 5 eligible? Who could the A's be losing? I'm going to give you guys a bunch of the names that are on the table for other teams. Uh, I'm focusing mostly on the upper minors guys because the lower minors guys are part of the minor league portion and nobody knows how that works because it's confusing. I got an idea, but I'll, I'll let you know it here in just a minute. So, so stay around. Ah! I didn't hit pause! Ah! Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and the start of the basketball season. There's also hockey, which is played with pucks. You can watch it on Disney Plus. It's called Game Changers. That, that's a joke. That is a Mighty Ducks show that is now on Disney Plus, which I watched the first season and it was delightful. So if you like the Mighty Ducks, go watch that too. But you can bet on hockey over at Bet Online. That's the takeaway from those words there. Also, find the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest. What a better, what better combination than fast and easy. Bet Online has you covered with the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, table tennis, uh, other things. I, I've said this before, but who is Tom Brady going to date next? That's what I want to know. That's what Bet Online has odds for. So if you know, go to Bet Online, bet on who Tom Brady is going to be dating next because you can. Why not? Why not throw a dollar on that? That's a good time right there. Uh, so head on over to the website or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online, that's where the game starts, guys. Can you tell that it's Friday? I'm having fun. Uh, I like reading bet online ones because they're they're wackadoo insane. Anyways, uh, welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're on YouTube now, so go check out our YouTube videos. Subscribe to that channel. Leave a comment. Leave a thumbs up. Say, hey, we're glad that you're back. I can see your face again, and uh, you've aged poorly. Uh, <laughs> fatherhood has ruined your your once majestic face. Those are great comments. Uh, just spitball on here for you guys, though. Uh, also, thank you guys so much for making Locked On Ace your first listener of the day. For your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports Today. It's a fantastic show hosted by the 
world-renowned Peter Bukowski. Um, yeah, I'm going to say world-renowned Peter Bukowski. He's great. Uh, so go go listen to that show. It's a nice recap of all of the, the biggest stories in sports. And uh, I literally... I, I l- legitimately not literally i legitimately enjoy the production value of that show so uh go go listen it's fantastic uh but also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i am by jason b on twitter and please give inside the a's a little follow follow do a follow a follow uh on on twitter and on facebook and check out the site too why not check out the site it's an affiliation with sports illustrated so you know that it's good um but let's talk about the rule five and i got a bunch of names written down so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to read these because i did not memorize the entirety of this list because it's massive and this is not even the entire list there's a whole list i'll tell you where to find it it's at it's on fangraphs under the roster resource page uh click on athletics you can see all of the guys that are Rule 5 eligible. These are the top guys that uh, I have deemed eligible. And also, maybe not uh, not all of these guys are going to be like in trouble here. So I'm just going to give you a bunch of names. We're going to go over them real fast. And then we're going we're gonna to move on and talk about the World Series. And you, you, remember, as I'm doing this, taking what I'm saying, obviously. But also, uh, think of some real good burns against the Houston Astros. That That's... Multitask. That's all. Uh, okay. Anyways, here we go. Uh, first, first guy up, Kyle McCann. He had a horrendous 2021. Uh, he bounced back very nicely. Both seasons were mostly in Midland. He got a call up to AAA Las Vegas late in the season, so he's probably going to be on the Vegas roster to begin the 2023 season, which means he's probably not going to be drafted in the Rule 5 draft because he is a double-A catcher, mostly, uh, that is... Nobody's gonna probably uh, have him be their backup catcher because that's a that's an important position on the field. And he's been okay. He hasn't been great. He had he had a nice bounce back season. He seems like he refocused. Good for him. Uh, he hit 238 with a 342 on base and a 449 slug in 2022. So uh, yeah, N- nice rebound season. I'm intrigued to see where he goes from here. He, I mean, depending on what the A's do with Sean Murphy and all that, he could be the A's backup catcher for a minute there, or, you know, later in the season. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But he's, he's got a nice, he's got some nice stuff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, J.J. Schwartz is another um, catcher. He started the season in Vegas, which the Aviators themselves pointed out to me. I had written this uh a little blurb on him, and I was like, oh yeah, he started off in Midland, also got called up to Vegas, just like Kyle McCann, and he was like, actually, he started in Vegas? And I was like, that's my bad, uh, Las Vegas Aviators. That <laughs> I didn't look at his game log, is what had happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, J.J. Schwartz, uh, similar uh, profile there. He had a very good season in Midland, but uh, I don't know. I don't think that he's going to be drafted either. So th- those are two guys, Logan Davidson and Jeremy Ironman. Those are both uh, middle infield prospects for the A's. Logan Davidson uh, and Nick Allen were supposed to be like the-, the two guys coming up through the middle infield. And uh, Logan-, Logan Davidson's been okay. He's been all right. Uh, Jeremy Ironman, uh, really, he- both these guys were in Midland in 2021. They were both Midland again in 2022. And Ironman, uh, his stats kind of tanked in 2022. They got worse which is not a great sign. Um, his strikeout rate went down a little bit, but it's still like 33%, I believe. And his walk rate went from like eight or nine to five and a half. So not not a great trend line if we're talking about that. So I don't know that uh, either of these guys is going to be in jeopardy of being 
selected in the Rule 5 draft, at least in the Major League portion, maybe in the Minor League portion, but... Okay, let's get into the minor league portion. Nobody knows how this thing works. It's all voodoo. <laughs> but I believe my understanding here is that you put where you plan on, uh, you know, putting your guys before uh, before the Rule 5 draft uh, throughout the minor league system. So say you got uh, Tyler Soderstrom. Bad example, but heading into this year, you're like, he's going to be in Lansing. And so you're like, all right, cool. Do we want to push him further? And he's not on the front. He wasn't eligible, but a guy like that. Um, do, do we want to take this guy who has only played at, you know, uh, low A? Do we want to have him be a double A player now? Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I think that that's generally the, the can, how that works is you put him at a level. If, the, if a selecting team thinks that he can go to a level above that, then maybe they're uh, maybe they get drafted. Uh, also, I started this thing and I didn't even tell you how the Rule Five draft works. That's my bad. Let's backtrack on that real quick. Ah. <laughs> uh... I should learn how to edit one of these days. Anyway, so guys uh, that are eligible for the Rule Five Draft, it's not everybody, so that's that's one thing. Uh, but guys that were 19 or older uh, when they signed in 2019 or earlier, those guys all eligible. And then guys that were uh, signed in 2018 at the age of 18 or younger, they're also all eligible. So uh, you get like four or five years of, uh, of control over these guys before they are Rule Five eligible, and that is basically. Uh, the synopsis, I tried to cliff note that for you guys real quick. So 2019, 19 or older, that's currently the year uh, cutoff right now. Next year, it'll be 2020. And the, the ages won't change, but just the years. And then uh, it's also 18 or younger from 2018 signees or draftees. So that is how that works. So like high school guys that were drafted in 2018, they're now eligible. It's essentially, I, I believe I'm saying that right. Going off the cuff, trying to explain rules. Ah, so that's the Rule 5 draft. Um, not everybody's eligible, but these guys have been in the system for a few years now. That is why they're now eligible, blah, 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 blah. Let's continue. Here are some guys that I think the A's may need to protect. First off, we got Yuri Bell Angeles, who uh, I talked about briefly, I believe, during the season. Uh, he was acquired in the Shambhanaya trade uh, along with Adrian Martinez, and he is 20 years old. He spent the whole season in Lansing. He was good. He hit 278, 279, somewhere in there. Um, he's got some speed. He's got some good contact. I like him a lot. There is no way the A's are going to let him go, um, mostly because he was part of a trade that just happened, and uh, he did well in the season that they had him. So he's not going to go anywhere. I don't know that they necessarily need to add him to the 40-man roster to keep him. So if you don't see him there... They just have an aggressive assignment for him or something like that. Or he's going to be in double A and nobody's going to take him in the triple A draft. I he's not going anywhere is, I believe, where we should land on that. I don't know that he's going to be on the 40-man roster just because he's going to be in double A. But, uh, hey, let's see. Maybe he is and maybe they need to clear out a couple more spots, which is maybe why Tony Kemp is going to be potentially non-tendered or traded. So there's that. Uh, moving on, Chase Calabuig, I hope that I'm saying that right. C-A-L-A-B-U-I-G. Calabuig? I'm going to go with Calabuig. If you say it fast, it everything sounds good when you say it fast and with confidence. So Chase Calabuig, he hit 313 with a 394 on base and a 437 
slugging in double A. He, he's a nice, uh, he, he walked a decent amount. He has a good uh, strikeout rate. So those are two good things that the A's are looking for always. And uh, he also has a similar profile to Max Schumann, who is a contact speed profile. He walks a little bit less, struck out a little bit more than Chase Calabweek, but um, Calabweek also, he, he'd been in double A since 2019. He played a decent amount in 2019. Uh, 2020 was uh, canceled, obviously, because of COVID. And then he was put back there to see like, hey, wh where are you at? Where were you at? And he was not at a, his return to the diamond was not great. So then he was back there in 2022 and uh, he performed much better. He's now 26 years old. So that kind of stinks. COVID kind of screwed everything up for him. And I feel bad for that. But uh, him and Max Schumann, maybe potentially uh, fighting for a roster spot here, or maybe the A's add both of them say, screw it. <laughs> and then uh, the other big guy here is Lawrence Butler. He's currently playing the AFL. He's great. Uh, he's a power speed guy. He's 22 years old. He absolutely demolished Lansing, I believe. Uh, and he had 11 home runs, 13 stolen bases. He can do it all. I like him a lot. Uh, he can play at what? Right field, center field, and first base, I believe. So... It's a heck of a combination. Uh, he, he's a modern-day Seth Brown. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, th those are the four guys that I would be concentrating on, uh, making sure that they get 40-man roster spots. Um, you, you got Uribeel Angeles, Chase Calabweek. <laughs> Say it fast. Uh, and then you got Max Schumann and also Lawrence Butler. Those are the four main guys, I would say. Um, guys that are familiar to A's fans, you have Austin Beck and Lazaro Armenteros, or Lazarito, as he's uh, more well-known. He's th Those guys aren't getting protected, but, you know, hey, they might get picked, so there's that. Um, then you got Colin Palouse, who I believe I just talked about uh, a week ago or so, and I said that uh, he's either going to be, uh, you know, just non-released, or I think that he's going to get traded. I, I think that's what it is. I think that he's currently in the Arizona Fall League as a showcase for other teams so that hopefully the A's can get something for him. Uh, or maybe he's going to be selected in the Rule 5 draft. So there's that. Um, then you got Hogan Harris, another guy that A's fans know a little bit about. Uh, he's been he's had some, some good times too, so maybe, but I don't know. Uh, all of the other pitchers <laughs> that are Rule 5 eligible. You got Jack Cushing. Parker Dunchy, Ty Damron, uh, David Leal, who is very interesting because he does not throw hard. He throws like mid-80s. That's his... He's ridiculous, and he's fun to watch. Uh, he didn't have a great time in uh, as he got bumped up the ladder a little bit, but he was absolutely crushing Lansing, so that was fun. Uh, Brady Feigl, Brian Howard, Bryce Conley. Wow, I cannot read my handwriting. And then also Chase Cohen. Those are the pitchers that are available. There's a bunch of uh, position players as well, but they're all a little bit younger, and I don't know that they're all minor league or uh, my, yeah, the minor league portion of the Rule Five draft day. So I, I I'm not covering that. <laughs> all right, so that is a quick synopsis, a one segment synopsis of the Rule Five draft and who the A's need to protect. Really, uh, they got two spots right now. They could have more in the coming weeks. I believe the deadline to protect the guys from the Rule Five is November fifteenth. I believe that's the date. I, I've seen a bunch of dates of late. Uh, and then the Rule 5 draft is, uh, I believe, December 6th. It's the last day of the winter meetings. So it's early December. There you go. Boom. Uh, anyways, coming up on the show, we're talking about the World Series, and we are going to have some fun. So stick around. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. Or if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the dang channel. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Give inside the A's. Go to the website, first off. And then also follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at Inside the A's. But let's talk about the World Series because it's not going well. Since we've last talked, the Philadelphia Phillies have been no hit, which is not great. <laughs> and then also Justin Verlander somehow used magic to get out of all of the jams. And the Philadelphia Phillies, every time I looked at the TV, they had runners on base with two outs. And every single time the stupid Astros got out of it, it was very infuriating for uh, the world. So I didn't like that. Um, so yeah, there's that. I don't like this World Series. It's dumb, and uh, there's that. So here I am, and I, I've noticed that I'm a bad analysiser uh, <laughs> of baseball in the playoffs. Maybe that's why I'm an A's fan still, uh, because I, I'm, I, I could look at the A's and be like, oh yeah, they're probably not gonna, gonna do it, but uh, I, I still believe. So I'm a bad analysis uh, one who is bad at analysis. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and say the Astros are going to throw a perfect game in game six uh, and if needed game seven, because they're the best baseball team of all time. And they definitely deserve everything in the world and they should definitely win the World Series. Um, and I'm saying this because everything that I've said on this podcast previously has the opposite has happened. So I'm, I'm doing opposites. I'm doing a reverse psychology. So that that's what's going on here. Um, so don't believe the things that I just said. Don't 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 believe that. No 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 no. The Astros suck. But I didn't say that loudly and with confidence. So the Astros are the best team in the world, and I like all of their fans just fine. So. Uh, but but really they're awful. They're 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 not great. I don't like the Astros. But yeah, great team, good good time. Really enjoy rooting for the Astros and uh, uh, Alex Bregman, stand up guy. He's really the only one that I can poke fun at. Um, but coming up in Game Six, you got Zach Wheeler who got crushed a little bit in uh, Game Two. Game Two. Uh, he's going to be going in Game Six in this one, and then. We got these guys going again. You got Framber Valdez, who was very, very good against uh, the Phillies. And uh, they get to do that again. So, hey, if the Phillies can win game six, anything's on the table. I'm intrigued. I, I want to see a game seven at the very least. So make that happen, Phillies. Go go Phils. Is that is that how we do it? Um, yeah. I don't know. World Series is dumb so far, but I'm hoping for a good ending. And so there's that. But anyways, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. For your second lesson today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next week when I'm talking to Mason Miller, so subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. I'm talking to Mason Miller. You want to hear about how he throws 100? You're going to have to listen to Locked On Ace. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans, and I will talk at you next week. Hey.